Hi there and welcome to another workout for you to row along to. Basically I row a session on this, you row a session on your machine, we both row along together and I keep you entertained hopefully uh, with chat about technique, motivation, my dinner plans and all, why I'm wearing shoes, all that kind of stuff, okay? Don't worry, it's a lot more fun than it, sounds, than it sounds. Now today's workout is one that I love because it works for everybody. Whether you're a completely new rower that's never really thought about structure to your workouts before, whether you are looking for a recovery row, whether you want a little bit of a middle ground row or you want a full intensity row, this one's just down to how much you put into it. Because what we're going to do is four minutes at 24 strokes a minute with one minute rest. Simple. And we're going to do this six times. So if you take this from a very kind of uh, a 2K plus kind of maybe, let's say, 15 point of view, that's going to be a nice recovery uh, effort. That's going to be around about five out of 10, okay, if you don't have a 2K pace. If you go slightly faster, maybe go up to 2K plus 12, then that starts to get into that kind of mid, uh, middle intensity of my workout uh, pyramid, where it starts to just get a little bit tough, but you don't feel like you're getting absolutely exhausted. But if you really try and hit these 24 strokes per minute for the four minutes as hard as you can, that's when you elevate this up into like a top intensity workout where you're putting everything into it in order to be able to hang on to the end, okay? And of course, like I said, if you're a complete beginner and you've never really rode with structure before, then maybe just trying to hold 24 strokes a minute is going to be enough of a uh, thing for you. Couldn't think of a better word, so let's just say thing. So before we get into today's workout, we have to do a four-minute warm-up, okay? That just gets your body loose, and it also gives you a chance to prep and set up your machine. Now, on a concept two, that means you go to your drag factor first and set that where you want it to be. If you don't know about drag factor, then please do check out the video I have here on this channel. If you know how to set it, set it to around about 130 as a starting point. But if you don't know what to do, set a lever for like four or five, okay? You're not going to go wrong with four or five. It's the higher levels that when it starts to get a little bit dodgy, all right? Next up, go to your monitor and set it to eye height. So you don't have to look up, you don't have to look down. And finally, if you can set your foot stretches on your machine, set them to a point where you're able to come to the front of the stroke with your shins pointing vertically, okay? If you're set too high, that can get a little bit tricky. If you're set too low, then you might go flying straight past, okay? Now, if I set this chair too close to me, no, I'm fine, I think. It's fine if I whack my elbow off it. Now, quickly, before I get into this warm-up, this machine makes a little bit of a noise. Now quickly before I get into the warm-up, this machine makes a little bit of a noise during the warm-up in the first interval of the workout. Don't worry, I do sort out the noise by interval two, okay? So don't get too put off by all the clicks that happen. So we're going to do this warm-up around right about 20 strokes per minute uh, and you're just going to think about enough of a push from your feet that you can feel the power coming up into your hands and into the machine just to start with through this warm-up, okay? So sunglasses on, sorry for being rude, but here we go then. In three, two, one, let's go. So what I mean, hang on, let me just check this chair's not in the way, no, that's fine. What I mean is that just to start in the warm-up, I just want you to think almost like you're standing up, okay, from a squat position. So you're not doing too much power, you're just putting in just a little bit of pressure. And then you can think about that power coming up from your feet through your body. And then if you have your arms nice and straight and a forwards tilt towards the front of the machine that power should then just connect to the handle and make the flywheel turn okay that's a lot simpler sounding than it actually is there's a lot of timing that goes on there like you need to make sure you push with your feet at the same time, the handle connects to the flywheel. 
And what that means is, especially on a Concept 2, that the chain connects to the sprocket at the front, which then makes the flywheel turn. That's what kind of connecting to the flywheel means. So if you push with the feet too soon, you've done it before the handle connects to that sprocket. Or if you pull too soon, you feel that snap into the flywheel before your feet connect. Oh, I've got a very noisy decking today. I wonder if I can fix this in between. As you can see, if, well, you might not be able to see it, but I piled a whole load of rocks at the front. Right, take one foot out, put it on the ground. Sorry, I was too busy talking about my rockery. Continue rowing. Now this is difficult for me again because I'm in shoes again. I've usually I row in socks. I've started to put shoes back on again, which I'll explain in the main row. Okay, let's swap feet. Thumb out, flick up on your toes. And then next one goes in. Continue rowing. There's definitely some kind of weird balance thing going on. I can see my machine moving all over the place. My little stage looks amazing, but with the machine sliding around the place and making a noise. Not very televisual. Last stroke here, let's put both feet in. Legs nice and straight. Roll with your back and arms. There you go, so I'm not strapped back in yet. But I'm still able to do this without falling off the back because I get that power into the machine and I'm not still left with a whole bunch of momentum flying off the back here. One more here and let's roll to the front. Arm straight, forward tilt and push. Oh, come on. Just push lightly. Oh, that's an awful noise. <laughs> right. Just push enough with your... I'm totally distracted. Push enough of your feet that you can feel that connection to the handle while you're holding this forward tilt. Okay, that's the point of this part of the routine, of the warm-up. Right, what's causing this? Anyway, I'm all, all done with the warm-up. Sorry, that was a very sloppy warm-up today due to the various noises on here. I have to find out what's causing that. So, you keep moving up and down the rail, have a quick drink. And after the splash card, hopefully I'll fix what's going on with the machine and I'll be right back. Okay, so a couple of bits of wood on both ends. It's kind of lost the aesthetic slightly of my little stage, but hopefully this will keep the machine in place. Otherwise, they'll give me something to do in the rest period as I try and fix it again. But anyway, so just as a recap, we're going to do four minutes at 24 strokes a minute. And it's up to you the kind of intensity that you want to put into this one, okay? You can either go easy, middle, or hard. It's up to you entirely, depending on what kind of workout you want today. We're going to do this six times, and it's going to be one minute rest in between each, okay? So it's really going to be your flavour, okay? Choose your own adventure today, whatever you fancy. And it also means you can come back to this one several times um, and do, hang on, I'm still rowing, thank you, um, and do different versions. You can come back and go, oh, I'm gonna do this one tougher and do this one easier. So let's get into our first four minute interval, okay? 
So pick how you want to do this intensity-wise and do stick with that idea for the, the whole workout, okay? Don't just go kind of hard and then go, oh, I'm going to back off now. If you say you're going to go top intensity, stick to top intensity for all six of these intervals. Okay, here we go. In three, two, one, let's go. So, remember, from a technique point of view, the power here is coming from the legs, okay? So you want a forward tilt, and you push your feet into the machine, and that's where the power comes from. And that forward tilt lets that power flow through the machine. Well, I should still make an awful racket. Hopefully you can hear it. So you push, forward tilt, arm straight, power goes into the machine, and then, once you're about halfway down the leg drive, oh, that's when you finally swing your back from that forwards tilt to the backwards tilt. And once you have started that backwards tilt, that is when you finally pull the handle in to a finish. So the power comes from feet, then back, then arms. I made a video a couple of weeks ago which basically looked at the amount of power you can get just from swinging your back. I think I called it roll faster with just one move. And it's really worthwhile investigating yourself what happens just when you swing over your hips and you're connected to the handle. Because the amount of power you can be putting in, you really don't want to be ignoring. Oh, what am I going to do with this? It's making a terrible racket and I can't even concentrate for the rest of the row if this is what's going to do. So I'd hate to think what it's like for you. Oh, is it settling down? Nice. So yeah, power comes. Legs, back, arms. I'll return to technique chat throughout the course of this workout. But I just want you to think about why I'm suggesting and work on that for a while before I then give you any more guidance. Otherwise, you're gonna get slightly overwhelmed with all the info. So just think about feet, back, arms. Feet, back, arms. Get that power in. Now the back's making a racket. Come on. Like, what can I do? Gotta think ahead. My plant pot's about to fall over, so 
That's not a solution. I've got a minute. <laughs> a minute to try and sort out what to do here. Two more strokes. One more. Okay. It's going to be rapid. rocks off. Shift. Erg further forwards. Round a bit. This is going to mess up my graphic placement. Now, 20 seconds to go. This is another of those videos that right now I'm thinking it's gonna get binned. <laughs> 10 seconds to go until the next interval. Five, four, three, two, one, go. So same thing again. No matter how you decided to pace the last one, do the same on this one. important you commit. I mean, if you start slow and then you're like, you know what, I'm feeling energetic today, then I'll allow those folks to speed up. So if you started off thinking you were going to do a recovery row and then you're like, you know what, I want to go fast, then take it from the recovery up to that full-on effort, but what I don't really want is for you to have started off at the full-on effort and then like one or two intervals in just go and uh, not feeling this today and slow down, stick with the plan there'll always be days where you are either mentally or physically off but it doesn't mean that you slow down it means it's one of those days where you need to push through unless of course it's injury causing you to be like that in which case slow down <laughs> I'm still suffering a little bit from the SI mishap I had, but hopefully my posture into the front is improving. And I found I was opening my knees too far as I came forwards. in an effort to improve flexibility but hopefully I'm getting a bit of a handle on that so 
I'm kind of rowing between 2k plus 12 and 14 today which is around about that mid intensity level which right now for me in this sun is ideal yesterday's training session was a bit of a cross training one and it left me absolutely destroyed but I recovered well enough for today that I don't need to use this as a recovery workout okay six more to go and thankfully I seem to have sorted the noise problems all done another minute remember quick tip thumbs to the outside of the straps push outwards flick up with your toes that's the quick way to get out of the straps if you're wearing shoes which I am reason being a lot of the training I'm doing right now is involving mixing running and like farmers carries sandbag lunges and things with it so I need to be wearing shoes for them and just from a transition point of view it makes sense to not waste time taking my shoes on and off oh. 10 seconds to go oh, get ready for the next one in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1 So going back to what I was talking about in the last interval about putting in the effort because of messing around worrying about the machines noises and things if you go back and look at my metrics you'll have seen I was very slow nowhere near the 2k plus 12 to 14 that I'm rowing at right now But, like I said, it's okay to go faster through this workout, so I'm happy that I may have almost turned that first interval into a kind of warm-up part two, especially as being when I'm done with today's workout. I'll go for a quick run. So I've been training, kind of following the high rocks competition idea. You'll see me make a couple of videos recently for high rocks athletes. I'm still undecided whether I want to actually compete in a high rocks event 
mostly because in order to do a good appearance I need to train a lot harder and the result of that would be adding muscle which would take me over the 75 kilograms that frankly I'm hovering over and under quite a lot recently and that's the weight I need to be for indoor rowing competitions to be a lightweight because as a lightweight my times aren't too embarrassing but if I put on five kilograms of muscle to be better at high rocks and became a heavyweight then my current rowing times are massively off the mark for people of my age range so if I decide to do high rocks it would be at the expense of competing as an indoor rower but as being I've not done anything since 2020 due to injury and lockdown it's not really too much of a hardship okay six five four three two one I definitely do like the appeal of high rocks run a kilometre ski erg a kilometre run a kilometre sled push run sled pull run row a kilometre then there's a run farmers carries run uh, burpees then run wall balls then a last run I think but that mixing it up all the different things makes it really tough but a lot of fun oh, especially to dream for 10 seconds to go five four three two one go and it kind of falls in line from a rowing point of view with what I enjoy which right now is these four minute intervals because they don't outstay their welcome four minutes is right about one minute into the this is getting tough territory at kind of 2k plus 12 pace but one minute's fine 
So the first three minutes of this are about getting up to pace, holding pace, control, breathing, technique. But then that last minute, you have to hold on. And although I can row 1K faster than I am rowing these four minute intervals, just having them programmed into my body makes doing them in training just feel like a walk in the park. It really is my two favourite things. Four minutes and 24 strokes per minute. It just, I don't know, it's my sweet spot. You'll find a lot of my workouts tend to involve either 24 strokes a minute or 4 minute duration intervals. So, we're past the halfway point. How are you getting on the technique? You're still thinking about pushing the machine away with your feet to get that power in, holding straight arms and that forward tilt to get it in there. And then it becomes about the recovery to make sure you're always in the right position. So finish, arms away, then rock back over your hips. And that means you're in the perfect position for the next stroke. It comes down to posture, which I'll talk about next. Okay, four, three, two, one. Thumbs, toes. For what's ultimately only 24 minutes of rowing, it's a great workout, this one. Drink. In many ways, these one minute rests or a double-edged sword where because you slow down and have to build back up again you can often feel more tiring 
And if you just kept on going, 15 seconds. Because remember, it's a total of 29 minutes. Yeah, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, go. <sighs> so yeah, it's a total of 29 minutes when you factor in the rests and your heart rate isn't going to be recovering that much in the one minute rest. So if you compare that your body is having to work 29 minutes with the rests then maybe that's harder than 24 minutes without them to be honest I don't think it is once you get I'd say about 16 minutes in if you were doing a straight 24 minutes I think the exertion would exceed what you're going to go through in the rest of the workout. Of course, that all depends on the exertion you're putting in. <clears throat> like doing this at 2k plus 12, even with rests, will be harder than a slower 2k plus 15 with rests so I'm rambling let's go back to posture the important headline for posture is that you want to be primed and powerful you want to avoid ever having your tailbone tucked underneath you, rolled underneath. If you imagine that you are ro rowing in a pair of jeans, you never want to be in a posture where your back pockets would be on the seat or certainly the tops of your back pocket so as you come forwards primed hips rolled forwards shoulders past hips And then, as you go from that forwards to backwards tilt, all you're doing is pivoting over your hips. You're not rounding your lower back. And especially at the back of the stroke, get your legs down, point your toes to the front of the machine and that will help prevent you tugging on the foot straps with your 
feet. Because if you tug, this is what happens. Whew. Your posture collapses. And anything in your back pockets gets crushed. Last stroke. Oh. Thumbs, toes. One more interval to go. But you get what I mean? Nice and primed, rolled and slumped. Prime, slumped. Okay, crushing the bar of chocolate, saving the bar of chocolate. Have a drink. And there's a lot of reasons that posture helps with your stroke, which I'll cover next. Next up, previously on Cheers, Rolong is filmed before a live studio audience. It's now five, four, three, two, one, go. Last one. So good posture at the front of the machine means you have that forwards tilt, which helps get the power through. It also means you can get forwards, shins vertical without your heels coming too far off the foot plates. Now don't get lost in the world of the argument about foot plates. There's a video with a coach saying how important it is to keep your heels down that has been kind of misinterpreted and skewed to mean everybody. Whereas the video was really talking about the basics of technique for a new rower. Once you get used to rowing and you know to plant your feet into the foot plates at the leg drive, the heel raise becomes less of a problem but only if you get that power in without missing the leg drive but what is important is that your shins come to a vertical position at the front, not past it, because again, we're talking power leaks there, but then you hold a powerful posture as you push those feet into the foot plates. And then the importance 
of the good pasture at the back is not only so you can squeeze the last few watts of power out from the stroke but so that all you have to do is tilt forwards to be in that prime position for the next stroke rather than needing to do some weird lurch okay rocks there 10 strokes to go make sure to finish strong if you've been going full out then as much power as you can muster two <clears throat> one Another quick thing to say while you recover before the cooldown is those shins at the front foot stretcher height does play a huge part in that and remember depending on the shoes you wear it'll change so I'm in these Nikes and I only have one hole showing and even then my feet are probably still too high in the foot plates Whereas when I row in socks, I have three holes showing because I don't have all of the rubber of my shoes. I don't worry, I'm not checking Facebook or anything. I'm just loading in two minute cooldown from Ergzone. I've got to use my iPad because it's my phone filming today. On a sunny day, I need to use my phone because my big camera doesn't have an auto iris so sometimes you'll see it's always overexposed that's when I use the GH5 so anyway here we go cool down in three two one let's go so similar to the warm-up around about 20 strokes a minute with enough power to disconnect your feet to your hands you can hear the flywheel accelerate as you put in that power you can feel your muscles engaging, but you're not anywhere near making things harder for yourself again. This should just be, if anything, given the time between stopping the main row and starting this cooldown, you should just feel like in stasis that you'll have recovered to about 50-60% of your max heart rate and you're just holding it there through this cooldown giving your cardio system a chance to just slowly wind down your muscles are pumping the blood through them and your brain can disengage too. There is something about 
today's session, because it's only one minute rests, it does feel quite frantic. It certainly did for me after trying to <laughs> fix the machine between interval one and interval two. <clears throat> My apologies again for the noises coming off it if they came through the microphone. Hopefully you put up with it, knowing it clear by interval two. There we go. So, again, quick release for the feet. Just get your thumbs, push them outwards, flick up your toes. And especially if you are, if you are a high rocks person, or you do any kind of rowing where you have to jump on the machine quick and back off quick, that can be a lifesaver. That's a lot quicker than trying to feed a strap through its clasp and things. You can get out within like two seconds there, whereas it can take you like 15 if you're just feeding the strap. So. Where are we? Yeah, <laughs> stretching. <laughs> if you have time, please join me for some stretching. Otherwise, please make sure and do some, at least your quads, maybe your hamstrings. Okay, they're gonna be probably what got hit today. But if you have the time, then you can either join Stretchy John or uh, kind of follow me in my rambling stretching attempt here. So stretching on the machine, feet in, don't have them strapped, and then just fold to the front. And depending on how you point your toes, that will change where you get the stretch. If you have them up towards you, you'll find kind of like that sciatic nerve feeling, whereas you have them forwards, it kind of goes more towards the front of your shins. And then depending on how you sit on the seat as well, that also changes where the stretch is. So this is a slightly less um, efficient stretch than if you're sitting on the mat like Stretchy John has been. Uh, Next up, let's do um, glutes. So put one leg on the beam. The other foot comes over the top, kind of resting against the crook of your knee. And use your arm to pull that knee across. Support yourself on the back and then just rotate into your hips, into your glutes. And you should find that your glutes right in there will get a nice little stretch. Combination of where you have your foot resting against the other leg, how much you pull this leg across and how much you kind of rotate into your hips. Everything can kind of all come into play as to how deep a stretch that is. I'm going to change legs and you'll see what I mean by the foot being in the crook. Ta-da! I mean, one of the reasons I've started doing this stretching on the machine is that I was getting really bad about not stretching. I just talked to you while Stretchy John was doing it in the corner of the screen and then I'd kind of pack up and then go back to work or whatever and not stretch. So. This is why I've now started to do this as well. Uh, next one, let's do um, quads. Oh. So again, make sure the seat's not too close to you. Flick your heel up and then hold your heel against your backside. Apologies if my head just disappeared off the top of the screen. <laughs> Hello, fly. Um, try and keep a nice straight line. <sighs> so this little horse fly that suddenly got very interested in me. And I do not want to be... <sighs> Go away! bitten by one. Arr, don't like them at all. Horsefly, Clegg, whatever you want to call it. But they've got nasty little stingy nips when they go for you. Ugh. This is where I'm about to say, hey my balance is getting better, and then I fall across the machine. <laughs> but yeah, so you should really feel this in your quads, that kind of pulling back of the heel up into your backside. 
if you don't then make sure you've got your body in a nice line and things uh, hip flexors next oh this one hurts on the decking remember this so put one knee on the ground other foot forwards and then you're pushing the hip that you can't see helpfully forwards okay and that should if you have a nice again straight line through your body that should kind of get your hip flexors and you should feel like it's then kind of going into your quads as well nice little stretch there and you're because oh, this is so sore i'm gonna do these properly later but i'm just gonna show you you can see that big ridge of my knee now so one foot forwards and then this one you just you push into your hip and you can adjust where you have your other leg um, depending on how deep you want that hip flexor stretch to get but this is really sore so look i've got grooves across it doesn't help that when you've been working out and you're a little bit on the sweatier side your skin gets so soft it's really quite malleable it's not good okay so shoulders bring that arm straight across you this one hooks up and pulls in towards you and then that's going to get your shoulders at the top oh. change the other arm i'm going through this quite quickly there because i realized that when i spend too long on one of them this ends this is why this stretching sequence can end up being 13 minutes long which nobody wants so this is at least giving you ideas of how i stretch and how you might want to stretch later so triceps next so bring that arm so you're touching the back of your neck and use your other arm to kind of push it further back if you have the flexibility you can put that other hand up and try and pull them together i don't have that flexibility but hopefully this will be enough of a stretch same with the other arm just put it across triceps shouldn't get too much of a workout in rowing they do get a little bit on the re recovery um, but again it's the thing if, if you're really tense through the stroke if you end up with sore triceps and you're really sore kind of muscles that shouldn't be sore it's probably because you're so tense as you're coming forward that as you release you're kind of really like that rigid so you want to be loose relaxed okay I talk about like you want to be like a zombie okay nice and relaxed as you come into the front and then you brace as you take the stroke who's next uh forearms so come into like a prayer push your hands together and you should find that under your forearms gets a nice little stretch and they can get quite sore from especially if you did that at the max intensity and you were pulling on the handle as well as pushing um taking up all that force then your forearms can kind of get a bit of a kicking as we'd say here and then uh, so i'm still in front of my machine biceps last so put your hands behind you so you're flying and then rotate out your thumbs and that lengthens the long head of your bicep uh, which is the one that gets the most action in rowing so just hang out here for a while pretend you're flying yeah so that's a very quick run through of the stretches that i do but of course if you have specific stretches that you need to do for your body do them don't do what i do do what you need to do okay that's the most important thing is that everyone's going to give you ideas of things you should do whether that's diet or exercise or stretching or whatever but you should always think what's right for me okay so it's fair enough if you wouldn't go completely against like a doctor's advice if they're saying you really need to lose weight and you're like oh that's not right for me i'm gonna carry on eating burgers maybe listen to the doctor but yeah so there we go that's today's workout all done uh thank you so much for being part of it i will see you in a future go along workout uh until then take care of yourselves be well bye bye